swimmers and welcome to Torpedo Swim Talk. Today's guest is FINA world record holder and open water swim champion, Jan Jeffrey. Hi, Jan. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, hi there. Thanks for inviting me on. This is very exciting. You're so welcome. Um, Where are you coming to us from today? Yes, I'm sitting in my art room. Um, which is a spare room in our house, in and we live in Malvern, uh, Malvern, Melbourne. Yeah. Lovely. It's a wintry old Melbourne day today, isn't it? Oh, it's not very nice. Um, I, I normally coach on Tuesday mornings and I sort of thought, mm, it's raining out there a little bit, so I'm glad I'm tucked in this room talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, I wanted to start with... Um, how you got into swimming to start with when you were a junior? Um, so what what drew you into swimming? I, I came from a swimming family. My father was a swim coach um, after work hours and um, he coached with Bob Miller back in the, um, I suppose, the 50s and 60s or 50s. And um, he taught me to swim at Rye Beach and um, I wasn't very good at breathing so I ended up doing backstroke and breaststroke for a few years until I learned how to do breaststroke <laughs> to do freestyle but um yeah that's how I got in and my um older sister Bev um she was uh competing at you know she was four years older than me and she was already competing so um it just was a natural thing for me to do for you to follow through yes were you so all that early swimming was that with your your father um, or did you move on to another coach no um unfortunately my father passed away when I was 10 so I'd only been swimming two years but I had actually started competing in the under 10 um in backstroke and breaststroke um so when he when my my father passed um uh, my sister went to Harry Gallagher. Um, she was uh, swimming with him and I'd heard he was a tough coach and yes. um, Bev used to like doing early morning training and, you know, she was, um, she could, uh, she could do all that, all that hard training and I didn't want to get up and do early morning training. So um, a number of coaches were, um, I suppose, inviting me to come and train with them. Um, yes. and Bill Atkinson um, gave me a scholarship to train with him. So we, I think you um, you trained with Echo too, didn't you? I had a few summers with Echo, yes, yeah. yes. So yeah. he took me on, um, I suppose, about the age of, you know, 10 and a bit. Yeah. So I, And I stayed with him the whole time. Oh, lovely. Where, where where did he um, train out of in those days? What pool? Oh, look, he swam all over the place because we didn't swim in winter back in those days. All the, all the pools closed. So um, we did actually go to Richmond Baths. We went to the, okay. the, the City Baths, which is a small, you know, 25-metre indoor pool. Um, yes. We trained at the old bow repair pool, which was the we used to call it the old Olympic pool down on the, the tram tracks there in in the city. That's now gone. Oh yes, yes. And we also yes. trained afternoons at the Glass House, which is we called the new Olympic pool where the fifty six Olympics were. 
Yes, and which is now not a pool either, no, is it? it well, a... Collingwood took it over for a while there. Collingwood Football Club took it over, yes. Yes, yes. So, yeah. yeah, we moved around to lots of different pools, yeah. And so in those early days training with ATCO, where you, you said you were predominantly a backstroke and, and breaststroke swimmer and well, what sort yeah. of age did you start, what, what age did you start freestyle and, and medley? Um, breaststroke I think I only did for a couple of years so it was mainly um, backstroke and then I started on I suppose I must have started on freestyle I can't remember but uh, I became a medley swimmer and a backstroke swimmer in my teenage years Um, but I I did actually get into um, a freestyle relay team the Victorian freestyle relay team in the um, Australian national junior nationals so my freestyle wasn't too bad (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty. It's pretty good now too. <laughs> and, and how many times were you training a week back then? In those oh, days, you didn't look. You didn't like the mornings, obviously. No, no I didn't do mornings. Um, uh, I'd probably train five or six times a week. Um, but Bill Atkinson had this um, in his squad. He took us all up to Queensland every September holidays. And we would have a training camp up there. You know, we went to Townsville, we went to Rockhampton, Bundaberg, and we're all billeted out. And we would actually sometimes swim three times a day. Uh, We'd train in the morning, have to go home and rest, which we probably didn't do as as teenagers. (laughs) And then we'd come back and we would have a um, a sprint set in the middle of the day. Um, And then we'd go back in the afternoon and do more of an aerobic set so um we came back very fit after doing those those training camps so um we were sort of ready for states when we came back in december so yes i had um oh oh, sorry i was i was gonna say i I had tim boness on the podcast the other day who also trained with atco yes um and he was he was also saying about those um hell week Hell Week swimming camps. I know. I actually, um, I, I found a training set that Bill gave me. Oh, oh um, really? Re- yeah, yeah, tell us. It's, um, it was, uh, I worked it out last night. It was, it was 3.8 and this would have been like one of the sessions for one, one, you know, one day. We would have done another session in the afternoon. But it was, we always started off with an effort. The first thing we had to do when we got to the pool was no warm-up. And, you know, we had no, no lane ropes, no goggles. So we had to get in and do an effort and take our heart rate um, because Bill used to uh, follow Forbes and Ursula Carlyle and all their, um, I suppose, modern technologies that they did. And he was all into yes. heart rates and, and lactic acid testing. And so we started off with, a, I did here, um, a 55 sprint backstroke um, that was an all-out effort take your heart rate afterwards take it for 10 seconds rest for 10 take it for 10 rest for 10 take it for 10 see if your heart rate drops <laughs> uh, then I had to do 110 kick at 90 percent a 220 effort at backstroke at 95 percent effort and 110 kick so that was the backstroke then I had to do right. four one Four one hundred, four one hundred backstrokes, 
um, sorry, um, at 90% with, on a two-minute interval, Four fifties backstroke with a thirty percent thirty second interval. And then I went on to butterfly eight by fifty five double stroke butterfly with thirty seconds rest. Eight by fifty five butterfly kick all out <laughs> thirty <laughs> seconds rest. And then we went on to freestyle four by one hundred freestyle at ninety percent on two minutes. A four by two hundred and twenty medley. At 85%. And then we went on to 1655s, um, all with uh, 30 seconds rest. And they were bursts. He called them bursts of butterfly, bursts of backstroke, bursts of breaststroke, and bursts of freestyle. How about that? that? That's a massive set. There's not a lot of rest in there, is there? It's all like 90, 95%. I think the medleys were 85%, and that was the slowest. <laughs> no, no wonder you were so fit when you came back to uh, to do the Victorian state titles. <laughs> yeah, that was in 1965, that set. Wow. I thought that was that's a classic amazing. and it's, you know, it's all yellow and old and crumbly and <laughs> my filing system. Yeah. Oh, it's good that you still got it. Good to look back on and reminisce. Yes, yes. Um, but we used to do lots of explosions in that middle of the day session. Um, when we did sprints, yes. we would um, swim across the pool and okay. have to jump out and turn around and wait wait for the, the clock and, and swim back again. And we would do so many of those. And, and he would call out the stroke too. Sometimes you didn't know what stroke you were going to do. Okay. Um, but Oh, wow. Yeah, they, were, they were fun because you were young. Yeah. You were young, young and you had lots of energy. And fit, yeah. and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and did he get you to do any um any dry land or strength training back then or was it purely just just swimming um look I don't remember about dry land I think it was just swimming I mean he didn't send us to anyone when I when I was um 10 11 12 I did I was invited onto a program at the city bars a strength program and um at, at that young age because I won sort of, you know, my race is in backstroke, so you were invited on into this squad. And, yes. Um, my sister actually sort of, you know, became so strong that she um, it wasn't really good for swimming. You know, she almost, you know, became muscle-bound. So uh, my, right. my mum stopped us from doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to do that. <laughs> That's what happened in those days, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. And um, did you take any time off before you got into master swimming? Did you sort of stop as a youngster or did you go straight through and, and start swimming masters? Yeah, no, I, I stopped in 1966 when I, when I was um, 16 um, yep. and that was after the did- Australian um, Junior Nationals. Um, right. Yeah, I had a, a sort of a mishap in in that event um what happened i actually came well it was it was written up in the uh, the local paper <laughs> yes and um at the australian junior championships in perth and i actually came right. second um yep. in the race like my i was given the second fastest time 
But in, in those days, you had judges sitting in a tiered ladder effect on the side of the pool. And I was in lane, I think I was in lane six or seven because you had heats in those days first. Um, yeah. So in the final, I was lane six or seven, I can't remember. And they were all at lane one side. And they, they missed me coming in. So they oh. give the placings. And right. the placings override the time or their placings override the time. Yes. So um, I didn't even get a place. They, they just missed me completely. Oh. Um, and uh, Harry Gallagher and I think it was Jim Rainey in those days um, wrote an article in the paper saying, you know, it was the worst decision in swimming in championship swimming we've ever seen. <laughs> um, but also, and Sue um, Harbottle, as we now know her, Sue McKenzie, she also had a, oh, yes. a decision that went against her too. Um, right. So uh, it was, I suppose, with that event, if you did well in that event in the Junior Australians, you were then invited to train for nationals, you know, for seniors. And those swimmers went on to do the Commonwealth Games and then obviously um, Sue competed then in Mexico. Yes, um, that's right. Yeah, so I didn't get um, I didn't get a chance to do it, but I actually I didn't qualify anyway and my time wasn't fast enough as a, even as a second-place getter to, to move okay. on. So um, I just gave up. Um, and I remember... Yeah, that must have been heartbreaking oh, for you. It was really hard to hang up the, well, we didn't hang up the goggles in those days, but just not to go training because that's all I knew. But luckily I I just changed schools. So I sort of threw myself into that and I just wanted to to do teaching. So um, I just focused on that. But I did actually try and go back to training like, you know, a couple of months later and when I walked in to the new Olympic pool, my um, coach said to me, you're late, get in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, it was just lovely. I didn't know what to expect and I didn't tell him that I was coming to swim, you know. Yes. So, um, and I I just started playing water polo for a while with Point Leo. That that was the surf club that um, I've been in for, you know, last 15 years or no sorry that I I was going to join um right and um I couldn't do any swimming at Point Leo because girls weren't included in competition there so I just sat on the beach um for all those years (laughs) and I came back when I was about 40 um I had a medical condition that and I had to get fit so I had to had to change my lifestyle um, right. And a girlfriend said, you know, what did you used to do? And I said, I used to swim. So she took me down <laughs> to um, Harold Holt and um, we used to swim there Saturday mornings and, you know, not do much at all and sit and talk. And I saw the Marlin, Mulva Marlins training um, in their lanes right. on the other side of the pool and they looked like they were having fun. Yes. Uh, so it wasn't <laughs> long before um, I came down and started swimming with them. And so that was um, when I was 40. So from 16 to age 40, I, I didn't swim. Didn't swim at all. So you were concentrating on your career and you were a PE teacher, weren't you? Yeah, I started off PE and then I went into the classroom, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Mm. And during, I mean, obviously during that time you had kids as well and lots of sort of things happening in your life, so very busy. Yes. Um, um, how many yeah. How many kids have you got? Yeah, I've got two, um, Andrew and Sarah, and actually yes. they really inspired me to get back into swimming in a way because Andrew um, was training swimming because he was a modern pentathlete and swim, oh, okay. swimming is one of the disciplines. And so, you know, I was taking him training and um, uh, I just thought, well, you know, he's in the water doing that. So, you know, I did sort of have a couple of swims and my daughter, Sarah, she was um, a really strong nipper swimmer at Point Leo. So I would watch her too and uh, I guess they did, you know, encourage me to get back in the water. (laughs) Yeah. That's so good, though. When you came back to, you obviously started master swimming and started doing a bit of training. Did you start um, racing straight away, or was it was it mainly just to get fit at the start? Um, when I came back, I said to everyone, you know, um, I, I'm just here to train and to have fun. But that didn't last long. I think within about a month, <laughs> I was bundled into a car with a, a group of like-minded people. And we went up to a swim meet up the country somewhere Um, and it was a Saturday night. This is what (laughs) master swimmers (laughs) swim in interclubs on Saturday nights. (laughs) Oh, wow. I really surprised myself with my times. I was so pleased Um, and I sort of got a little bit of confidence back and uh, I guess that was the start of it really, yeah. Yeah, and you were hooked, weren't you? Oh, I, yeah, I was. I was hooked. I, I, I love training. Um, I get yes. I get a bit nervous um, racing if I don't think that I've trained enough or I'm not fit enough. Um, but if I feel fit and comfortable, I'm absolutely fine. I don't get that nervous. It's just in some situations. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll, t- we'll talk about the uh, the World Championships um, in a little while. I was going to ask you, though, obviously being a, a backstroker predominantly and medley swimmer when you were a junior, yes. did you continue doing that in master swimming or did you change strokes? No. What, I, what happened? Yeah, I, was, I, I just did backstroke and medley when I first started. And I suppose I did some freestyle. Yes. Um, I really didn't do any breaststroke Um back then when I when I started um yeah it was uh, when I when I look back at my records it was yeah backstroke and medley backstroke and medley and then so what what led you to start um getting all these wonderful swims in breaststroke um I suppose I looked at results of past um FINA world championships and looked at top tens and I saw the breaststroke times there and I thought, if I trained breaststroke, I could do that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and when, when I looked at the backstroke times, they were getting faster and I thought, I can't do those times anymore. Yes. So, you know, you sort of have to be a little bit smart and look at events. You've got to choose events, you know, um, and look at the times because you know, you know, your body changes and um just sometimes you get better at longer distances when you, you know, if you used to be a sprinter. And But I've always done 200s. So that's been my best event. Um, 
Yes. I just seem to be able to to manage them quite well. So um, yes, yeah, that, that's why I started doing breaststroke because I saw an opportunity <laughs> <laughs> and I grabbed it. <laughs> I mean, not that you're still not good at um, backstroke and medley and obviously freestyle, but I mean, yeah. your breaststroke took off, didn't it? Because um, you've got three world records in breaststroke, 50, 100 and 200 breaststroke. Yes. And did you do those at the FINA World titles or did you do those sort of um, at a local meet? Um, Where did that all yeah, happen? Yeah, my, my first world record in 2015 was actually at MZAC. And okay, so yeah. Melbourne Sports and Aquatic Centre. Yes, yep. yes, and it was a short course and it was a 200 breaststroke. Um, so that was my first world record. Um, and actually I still hold that one. Um, oh, that's lovely. Yes, yeah. Um, and then I, uh, I suppose Kazan, when I went to the FINA Worlds in Kazan, um, that's when I broke the 100 and 200 breaststroke records. Um, yes. And I've actually broken the, the 200 now. I've broken it three times and I've broken the, the 100 twice. So I've, I've actually broken seven world records now. Ah, but I still okay. like, I only hold two. Um, but Right. I suppose the last one was, well, the first one was the most um, memorable, um, but the last one I didn't have the, the 50 breaststroke. And okay. um, I said to my coach, because I'm not a good 50 breaststroker, I, I haven't got that fast stroke. I, I've got a, a longer stroke. And yes. um, so I said I just don't know if I can do it. Anyway, I trained up for it and I did get it. Um, and I got that in Melbourne too, that one. That was, yes, yeah, that was my last one. So uh, I had to work for them. I had to really train. <laughs> train hard for them. Yeah. <laughs> and so the kind of training you do for that, obviously for the 50, the 100 and the 200, um, what what kind of things do you do? Do you do a lot of 200 breaststrokes or broken 200s? What sort of your sort of thought behind that? Um, broken 200s, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I do lots and lots of drill. Um, I can't yes. do a lot, a lot of kicking because when I started doing breaststroke, my knee went on me because, I, you know, I wasn't, ah. I wasn't ready to do all this breaststroke training. I hadn't built my, you know, muscles up. So um, yes. I have to be very careful with breaststroke kicking. So um, I did a lot of pull, a lot of breaststroke pull. Um, and as a result, I can, I'm a really good freestyle puller now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but get broken 200s um, is, I suppose, uh, the main thing I do. Um, yeah, you're not, you're not too shabby at freestyle either. So. <laughs> yeah. The reason I couldn't get the 50 breaststroke was because I was training for 200s all the time. And yes. the 100 just happened as a result of training for 200s. So I had to I had to wait, you know, um, a good eighteen months before I could just train for the fifty, and I had to do that separately. Yes. Sort of. So how did you? Sorry. Sorry, I was going to say, how did you change your training um, um, for that? So you know that ultra short race pace training. You know, just mm-hmm. really doing just fast sprints, short distances. And I just had to concentrate on the small things like the dive and the pull out and, you know, those little things make a difference. 
I couldn't really, really, couldn't really get faster doing my stroke, although I had to make it faster. But yes. you just got to tidy up all those other little ends. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is hard as a masters athlete to change that stroke rate. Oh yes, yes. I think I think those little things are very important. The turns, the streamlines, the dives, yes. the pull out. Yeah, they, they are. They are. Um, I don't think I can get faster with my actual stroke now. <laughs> it is. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And when you've been doing the training now with master swimming, do you now do any dry land training? Um, look, during COVID, I did more dry land training than any other time. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had the time to do it. But when yes. I train and swim, I need to recover the next day. Um, recovery right. is so important now that I'm 70. Yuck, yuck. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, you look you look much younger, Jan. <laughs> but look, I've, I've, did, oh, I've always done yoga, uh, but I, I, right. I've changed from yoga to Pilates now. Um, okay. And I just do a lot of stretching. Um, yes. And I should do more. I should do more TheraBand and this and that. But I get tired after training. And so yes. when I have a recovery day, I, I just do something completely different so I don't have to think about swimming. Um, yes. Like, you know, sitting in my art room here, I do three art classes a week. So just takes my mind off, you know, training, I suppose. Just need, yes. need that balance. Yeah. Oh, I think that's really important. Absolutely. Um, and your artwork is um, beautiful. I mean, I've seen a few pieces that you've done and um, that's a really nice pastime as well, isn't oh, it? Oh, it is. It is. I just love the colour and the movement and Yes, it's it's very relaxing. Yeah. So with your with your current swimming now, um, I know we're we're here in Melbourne. We've just come out of our lockdown where we weren't really allowed to swim yeah. at all, unless you were very close to the bay. But getting back to training now, how how many times a week do you think you'll be swimming? Um, I'm actually swimming more. I'm swimming five times a week. Um, right. And even last week we did a, a bay swim, which, um, you know, I think made it six. Uh, yes. But because they're, most of them are only 45 minutes. Um, yes. Although now the pools have opened up completely, um, I suppose I could stay longer. Um, but <laughs> when I swim with the club, that is now one and a half hours. And um, that was a bit of a shock after COVID to do one and a half hours. I kept yes. looking at the clock thinking, can I get out now? <laughs> <laughs> so the 45 minutes really suits me. So yes. that's why I can do more sessions because I'm only doing shorter ones. Yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? I think a lot of people have changed their minds about the kind of training they're going to do going to do during this time this COVID time having those shorter sessions and being able to do a lot more quality work but do them you know a bit more frequently throughout the week rather than four longer sessions yes have you sort of found you found that too yes I don't get as tired doing the 45 minutes um you know yes. I can come home and do other things you know <laughs> yeah um, that's right yeah uh so I don't know whether it'll stay this way but um um, I'll just see, you know, I might end up doing two club sessions 
which are two and a half hours, and then the other's just 45, as I'm doing now. Yes. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. I think that suits, suits me, yeah. Yes, yeah. I think, as you say, recovery is a really important part of being a master swimmer. Yes. And you do get very tired, yeah. I mean, doing those hour and a half sessions. Yeah, um, you know, your shoulders, you know, they've done lots of um, – rotations haven't they over the years so <laughs> I certainly have <laughs> you certainly know my, my muscles get weak you know and I can't lift something and I'm thinking that's when I know that I've just overdone it and I need to take a day off and I do listen to my body and I, I you know I will, will take that day off if that happens yes just recover. I think that's very yeah very wise yeah and um how I know you've been to Kazan, um, and um, I just wondered how many other FINA world titles had you been to over the journey? Oh, um, what have I done? Um, I've been to Christchurch was the first one in two thousand and two. Oh, okay, yep, right, um, yep. and that's that was just after I retired, so um, that was wonderful, you know, just to be able to go and swim. Um, yes, Perth, uh, Perth in two thousand and eight, and then okay. Stanford Uni, California in two thousand and oh, I'm going back there, two thousand and six. Sorry, uh, Christchurch and then Stanford two thousand and six, Perth two thousand and eight, um, Kazan two thousand and fifteen, and then yes. Budapest two thousand and seventeen. So yeah, I've been to a few. You've been to a few. What what was your favourite one? Oh, it had to be Kazan. It was Kazan? stunning, absolutely stunning. We followed the world championships or the world FINA meet, so the whole the yes. pool was set up um, as if it was, you know, the big, big show. And we had a medal presentation afterwards, which was equivalent to what the elite had with the, the music and the flowers and, the, you know, it was just stunning. Um, and they really Amazing. looked after us, yeah. Whereas other FINA meets, you go to a card table after your event when the results <laughs> are posted and, you know, they just tick you off and give you a med- medal. <laughs> <laughs> so we were just overwhelmed, completely overwhelmed by Kazan, the show they put on for us. Oh, that's amazing. I think they're, they're actually due to have it again in the next few years. Oh, so that would be, yeah. Might, uh, Put that show on again. Well, hopefully we fit, we follow, once again, we follow the, the FINA elites in their competition. Um, yes, I think it sounds like they're, they're going to do that. Yes, yeah. From, uh, moving forward. I hope, yes. that, I hope that works. Um, yeah. Um, Stanford, California was exciting too uh, because all the, oh, yes, all the pools were in the one place. <clears throat> all the warm-up oh, pools, okay. the competition pools were back-to-back. And the warm-up pools were off to the side, um, whereas in, in Kazan you had to move around a bit, you know, depending on where you were swimming. There were a couple of okay. couple of different pools. But in Kazan, did they then get you to come to the main pool for the medal ceremony? Yeah, Or did yes. you have that oh, out there, at the separate pools? There were two pools back-to-back, but they were two 15-metre pools and they are a distance apart and the men were in one pool and the females and then the next day you swapped so it, it oh, was okay. it was similar, but Budapest was the worst. You were you know there were four pools, and you had to cut, oh. catch public transport to all of them in different directions. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> different age groups were at different pools. 
<laughs> yes. So, because I mean, they get so many participants, don't they? Oh, thousands. Yes. Yeah, eight to twelve thousand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of people. Oh, it's just lovely. It it really is, and you meet some lovely people. You know, I, um, I have a friend that I meet there each time I go, and she can't speak English, and I can't speak Hungarian, <laughs> but it's all in body language. And um, you know, her granddaughter was emailing me, you know, as as a link. Um, but it's just it's just beautiful meeting those people again after such a long time. You know, a couple oh, of years, lovely. yeah. 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 No, that's really that's really nice. I think that's the lovely thing about Master Swimming, just catching up with um, those people that you meet at meets, yes. interstate meets or um, international meets and then, you know, now you're all linked by Facebook and Instagram and, you know, you, you didn't used to be able to do that but you no. have that sort of ongoing connection with them, which is lovely. It's much easier now, yes, yeah. Yeah. And let's talk about your um, open water swimming because I don't know whether our listeners know, but you are very successful in open water racing as well. Um, how did you get into that in um, your master's years? Yeah, I suppose, again, through the Marlins, they would all just take off of a weekend and and go to a race and, you know, you just you go along. And um, I didn't like swimming in, in the ocean. Um, being a pool swimmer and having to get <laughs> having to put a wetsuit on too, um, that was that was a bit difficult because I have um, a kidney condition and uh, I had to get my wetsuits made specially for me with some more room around the middle. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so um, and, I, um, and I actually got pulled out of the pier to pub with my condition. I, I have uh, polycystic kidneys and uh, they they become very big and. You know, you sort of blow up. <laughs> and I had excruciating pain, so that was uh, one of my race mishaps was to get pulled out oh. of that. Um, how long ago? How long ago was that? Um, that was um, when I was forty. I right. Had, I found out about the condition, and um, I don't know when I started first started open water swimming. You know, it was I don't know if it was ninety five or you know probably about. 1995 um, yes. might have been my first peer to pub I've, I've done 20 set, uh, 24 of them now um, that's amazing yeah and I've won nine nine of the, the races in, in age group races yeah yeah that's marvelous um, but I, I love um, love Portsea although they have changed yes. their course now um, yes, it used to be at that front beach. Yes, and that was wild. We had a wild swim yes. there one year. Um, <laughs> I remember swimming there and uh, you could hardly get out to the first buoy and there was lightning and thunder and they didn't cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> and the current was just taking people, you know, around the corner and away and boats were out trying to <laughs> retrieve them. And uh, And oh. I remember swimming. I did. I swam the course. I don't know how I could just beat the current. And when I came back, um, I walked up onto the beach with with a friend. And I said, "Wow, you did well!" And she said, "What do you mean? I've just tried to get out to the first boy, and I couldn't. And I've just come back. You know, I haven't gone anywhere." <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and we just laughed. But um, I still, I still like Portsea. 
and Point Lonsdale's lovely and Torquay and Anglesey. You know, we, we do quite a few of them. We do nine or ten each summer. Yes. Um, but I just love it now, but it's a, it's a different way of swimming. Um, uh, pretty rough sometimes. You just have yes. to have to learn how to balance in the water and when to take a breath and, you know, how to sight and, yeah, it's it's quite exciting actually. Um, yeah, there's a few different factors that come into it. Yeah, it's different. It is different, different challenges. Mm. How how often would you sight in a um, an open water swim? Do you have a regular um, a regular amount of strokes or? Well, it all depends on the conditions. If it's flat, um, I don't sight a lot because you know you, you I normally don't see it the first time, so I have to sight again you know, quite quickly. Yes. And I'll do that a couple of times until I actually see it. And I'm actually pretty good at swimming, you know, in a straight line in the ocean. I don't really go off course that much. Um, I know people come out and say, you know, oh, I went off in the other direction. <laughs> I'm like, oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if it's, if it's rough, you know, it's very tiring sighting. And I try and follow another swimmer and let them do the sighting. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you trust them. <laughs> well, that's you do, you do. Yes, you can get into it difficult if you <laughs> if you pick the wrong person. Yes. <laughs> or, or, you know, you get onto someone's feet and, you know, that's a bit faster than you and hopefully they sight well too. <laughs> There's all these different <laughs> tactics. I mean, everybody does it, you know, we're all the same. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know last summer I, I did follow someone who was faster than me and I thought, oh, she'll do, she'll go in the right direction and then she went round the wrong boy. Yes. So that took me off course. <laughs> yes. I think a friend of mine, Jeanette Dickey, I was swimming with her, um, I'm not quite sure, uh, Mount Martha I think, and um, she was telling me I was going off course so she kept me on track there. So, um, but, uh, yeah, it is funny. Oh, yes. And hopefully we're going to have a few of these swims that pop up now that our COVID restrictions are um, easing. Yes, yes. Over summer. Yeah, I hope so. Although a lot of them are doing a lot of them are doing virtual swims, I think, now, aren't they, for the summer? Yes, yes. You can enter and support the club by paying an entry fee. And yes. you know, some are providing you with a T shirt, I suppose. Um um, I know we're going down to Lawn because we're booked. We'll go down for the week before and do the swim each day. Um, yes. Just in practice swims and um, just have fun the way we always did, you know, even though the, there won't be a race as such. That's right. Yeah. And all your swims that you've done at the Peter Pub, are they all back-to-back? Did you have any breaks in that um, no. long history? Yes, I can only. I can only. Um <laughs> Um, I can only win the first four, maybe five in in each 10-year age group because after that the younger, faster swimmers come up. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a window of opportunity for a few years. So um, I guess um, I think 2003, 4, 5, 6, and then I did 10, 11, 12, 13. 14 or something 
Um, so I was due this year to start again. But that won't happen. <laughs> that won't happen. But then that's okay. That is okay. That is okay. Yes. Um, yeah, it's just life, isn't it? You just don't know that's what's right. around the corner. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think we've done pretty well here, particularly here in Melbourne. We've done really well, even though we've had a very hard lockdown. Oh, look, you just have to make the best of it, don't you? Um, yeah, but I think, you know, life is better when we're swimming though, isn't it? Definitely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what sort of, what goals have you got for the, your future Masters swimming? What what oh. Once we're able to travel again, what, what are you um, going to put in your calendar for the next few years um look we had it uh, we love doing swim treks now and we've done one in italy and spain and we had one booked for for greece this year uh, which we had to cancel ah, right so um yes. certainly want to do some more swim treks when, when we're ready or ready to travel overseas which probably won't be for a while now um and uh i have been to japan so I wasn't too keen to do that. <laughs> the, oh, the next okay. Worlds. But look, the next Fina Worlds. Yes, yeah. I, I just um, I need some talking into to do these things because it's a big commitment to train. <laughs> yes, so, it is. Um, but then someone did mention the subtitles in Queensland um, next year. So um, yes, I think I might swim in those. Yes, they sound very appealing, don't they? Yes, it's up at Kubana um, on the Sunshine yes. Coast and um, that's where we like to go to, to get away from it all. So, yes. um, yeah, I think that will be popular for a lot of people. Yes, I think a lot of Victorians will uh, yes. will think about going up there. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I think you're booking flights or driving or whatever. Yes, now, I wanted to finish off today just asking you about your all-time favourite training set. Oh, all-time favourite. Mm. Um, because I've been, my, my sister's been coaching me for most of my master's, you know, swimming life. Um, yes. Um, and I know I coach the Marlins once a week or I have been for last since 2002 or something and I just I look back on sets and I don't like them anymore and I think why did I do that <laughs> you know <laughs> um, but I just love now getting in and doing 2050s okay um, and at the moment they're on the minute um, yes I, I will come down to 55 maybe not get much below that now that I'm old um, <laughs> You're not old. But I, I do them in all different ways, you know. Um, they might be, uh, you know, easy, moderate, fast, and then repeat that for the 20. Um, yes. And, you know, just maybe 25 hard, 50 hard, 75 hard, 100 hard. Um, yeah, just all combinations, you know. Might do, do them in medley order or something, but... Um, just the 2050s. I don't have to think about the set. Um, yes. Just do it. Yeah, and that's after a warm-up and a, a cool-down. Yes. That's um, not very, yeah, exciting, is it? But it's, uh, yeah. Well, uh, it's one of my favourites too. Ah, really? <laughs> yes. Yes. 
Although I quite like the, um, I liked doing 50-50s on 50. Ah, right. Yep. I did that when I turned 50 as a little ah, did you? thing to see that I could still do it. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> good. Yeah, and did you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I think we might have taken a few little breaks in between. <laughs> no, maybe after 20 or so we took a little drink break. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've done 100-100s. Yes, yes, yes so have I, but not recently. No. <laughs> that, that was good. That was a group of people and it was fun, you know. Yeah. And we, we yes. did maths equations. Um, we had to think of an equation while we were swimming and we called it out. And on our interval, which wasn't very much, um, we had yes. to give an answer. It, it was just fun, you know, all different things that were happening <laughs> <laughs> to keep the mind occupied. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I quite like those um, 100 hundreds that they advertise around the place every once in a yes, while. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you can go and pick your time cycle that you're on. That's right, yes, yeah. 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 It's good. Yeah, very good. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jan, and sharing all about your swimming background and history and um, all your goals and your training for the future. It's been really lovely chatting to you today. Oh, it's been lovely chatting to you too, Dan. Yeah, thank you. Okay, well, have a very Merry Christmas and we'll catch you soon. Okay, thank you. Bye. Okay, bye, Jan. Bye. Bye.